0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Do you hear that? Quick, listen. Just for a second. You'll hear it. It's the sound of Matthew Stafford getting sacked again. Oh, dear. I'm glad he's still in one piece. He's, um, I mean, he plays hurt. The man is definitely tough when it comes to that, but whew, he's getting tossed around. Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Super Bowl champs, yes, but definitely have not figured out how to beat the San Francisco 49ers. Well, and even before Matthew Stafford, Sean McVay hasn't figured out how to beat Kyle Shanahan. In the regular season. And that And That's the key, right? Honestly, if you're asking me, and, and nobody is really asking me, but I'm going to share it anyway because that's what I get paid to do. I don't get paid that much, but while they're still paying me, I suppose I should share my opinions. So I would rather lose every last regular season game to my rival and beat him in the playoffs. I, I mean, I, I get it. It's bragging rights. And all that jazz. It's certainly. Salt. In your open wounds. And Matthew Stafford definitely keeps throwing pick sixes. Against San Francisco. So it's not great. But at the same time. It's not the same. It's not the same as losing. To them in the NFC Championship game. So. Okay, we can make a big deal of it. Now, if it's a game in the regular season that prevents you from making the playoffs or it's a game in the regular season that puts you in a wild-card spot instead of winning the division, well, sure, that changes things. But as long as the Rams can look back at the NFC Championship game that they hosted on their field, sure, Jimmy Garoppolo can be excited about the fact that the Niners are 6-0 against the Rams in games he started during the regular season. But as long as you have to put the caveat on it during the regular season, eh, let's not get overboard with the bragging rights, okay? I do love when Levi Stadium is got a ton of crazy fans in it, though. And when Debo Samuel is doing Debo things, he is worth the investment. I'm glad that the Niners decided to get that whole situation settled and pay him before the season started because he's definitely a game changer. He's physical. He's tough. He's big. He's brash. He's bold. He's a brute. And, boy, is he skilled. And he can do a lot of different things. It's funny because Cooper Cup can do anything that you ask of him on the football field, and yet he and Debo are so different. but they both have the ability to crash through lines, to find open spaces, to break tackles. It's just that Cooper Cup is shifty. <laughs> He's I mean, he can line up anywhere on the field, right? He can be out wide, he can be in the slot, he can be in the backfield. Even if you know he's on the field and you know you have to keep track of him, it's still a nearly impossible task to prevent him from making plays. And Debo Samuel is similar, except his body type is so different. He's much more of a brute. You actually get hurt when you try to tackle Debo. (laughs) So it was a lot of fun to see these two defenses clash and certainly the Niners get the best of the Rams again. Seven sacks. Matthew Stafford's going to be sore and it's a shorter work week. Seven sacks and 11 extra QB hits. He had peeps up in his grill. He's going to be seeing red. Nightmares about San Francisco 49 er red. But that wraps up week four. <gasps> also, can you hear the quiet? Is that like cleaning up fields all over the country? They won't start mowing and doing the the landscaping until we get closer to the next game day. Week four is already in the books. Wow. At least it's a wow to me that the first month is already done. And so we're going to sift, sift through the aftermath. And we do have some injury updates to offer you from the NFL on this Monday night into Tuesday morning. We are live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios Do you need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. We'll call them Monday Night Leftovers. (laughs) What we didn't get to on Sunday during the show. Though I am proud, once again, that producer Jay and I were able to cover every uh, every single game that happened on Sunday in one form or another. Obviously, some games get more attention. We have more reaction to some games in the biggest storylines, but we did get to every single game. Coming up on this edition of the show, we can catch up on baseball. Every postseason birth birth, (laughs) is accounted for, though we don't have all the matchups exactly set. But two teams, one from the American League, one from the National League, ending lengthy postseason droughts. So that's super cool. Albert Pujols just keeps smashing the baseball. And have you noticed about Pujols, these are not home runs that come in garbage time, quote unquote. Every single one of his home runs or run scoring hits these days, either... Puts the Cardinals on the board. Puts them ahead. Or turns out to be a game winner. And so to see what he's doing at the age of 42 years old is phenomenal. And the way that he has risen to the occasion and that he's not biding his time and collecting his last few paychecks and just accepting all of the praise and honor And gifts, of course, that are coming his way. No, he's not doing that. He wants to go out a winner. He wants to go out like Peyton Manning. (laughs) Who doesn't, really? Speaking of Peyton, oh, Peyton and Eli, they crack me up. And tonight on the Monday Night Mannings, they had Jalen Hurts. Really interesting because Peyton and Eli are, I mean, I wouldn't call them laid back. They're not in your face. Well, Peyton's in your face, but they're they're not like loud and obnoxious. Really, they're they're not like, oh gosh, who I don't know who I could use like Michael Irvin. They're not like that. But they're, you know, they're running the show and having a good time. And Jalen Hurts is so laid back. And even Steph Curry, who is just he's much more chill. He was actually real fun. He was in the third quarter. I had to st- I had to stay on the Monday Night Mannings into the third quarter because of Steph Curry. It's just interesting the two of them and the dynamic with with current athletes who are a little more laid back, but a lot of fun to to watch them. They crack me up. And I'm
2: bad comedian, Eli Manning.
1: <laughs> the way they make fun of each other. What at one juncture uh, they were talking about Aaron Donald and Eli said he wrecks havoc. And so Peyton's going on. He's breaking down a play. And about three minutes later, he says, hey, I just want to call attention to the fact that you said wreck havoc.
3: Hey, guys, check it out.
1: It's wreak havoc. And I'm not letting you get away with the fact that I don't know what wreck havoc means. And Eli says, Well, I don't know what the word reek means. So <laughs> And then like a typical little brother says, When you lift up your your arms, your armpits reek. I mean, like <laughs> like they're two little kids on a playground somewhere still. That dynamic is pretty funny. Uh when what? When Steph Curry got on the show, Peyton said something about, Hey, I need your advice because you also have an annoying little brother. <laughs> so they make football so much fun. And I would agree with Steph. I learn from watching their broadcasts. I mean, Peyton is so technical sometimes that it's almost hard to keep up with him. There are times when I listen back to one of the breakdowns of a play that he offers, because I want to understand what he's saying. Now, Eli doesn't do it quite as much, but when Eli does it, he uses this laser pointer, which is kind of fun, and so he, he breaks down the play. Uh, but yeah, w- watching them talk football, and in the first quarter, they're generally by themselves. Watching them talk football, I learn about formations and terminology and other really technical nuances of the NFL Because this is what Peyton did. He was so technical. He studied all the time. He made sure his receivers knew what the heck was going on. uh, But there really wasn't anything he hadn't seen on the football field. So the way they explain that thing is actually really, it's great. It's it's a little more technical than what we get from Tony Romo. But remember one of the reasons that Tony was so popular when he first got on the TV set is because he made it so that people who've never played football before could understand what's happening out there. Again, he's not nearly as technical... On CBS as Peyton can be. But I agree with Steph. Steph mentioned I'm learning a lot of stuff from you guys. and. Chicken <laughs>
3: parm, you taste
4: so good.
1: Like the fact that chicken parm tastes so good. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You can find me on Twitter, A Law Radio. Thank you for all of your kind words about the flowers uh, on my back patio. Man, they were inundated by rain all day. Mo- well, not all day Monday, but a good portion of the day on Monday. Uh, Still have a lot of rain in the Northeast and more to come. And so, dang it, I couldn't mow my lawn on Monday and shoot, I couldn't get that grass seed planted. Oh, I am the worst when it comes to yard work. I will procrastinate until the cows come home, until the cows actually start eating my front lawn. Uh, We don't have any cows in my neighborhood, but we do have a lot of deer and actually foxes. I've been seeing more foxes lately too. It's been a few years since I've seen a coyote, but I've seen a couple of those too. Uh, So... I didn't mow the lawn. I really didn't get anything done outside because it was cold and rainy. Never got above 51 degrees. And I'm thinking, okay, I know I talk about I'm ready for winter, but am I really ready for winter? <laughs> Can we tap the brakes a little bit and get some nice fall weather? Upper 60s, sunshine, early like early 70s, or I guess low 70s would be the, the right way to say it. Uh, Penny is already into winter mode I don't know that she hibernates for the entire winter but she certainly sleeps a lot more in the winter and when I went to leave the house actually I was getting ready for work and she was snoring so loudly uh, I felt so bad waking her up. But I'm not kidding about this. It takes 10 minutes to get that dog outside these days. She's so slow. And so I gotta start waking her up. It's like me. When I was in high school, I was the I still am the worst morning person. And my mom would have to start waking me up 10 minutes, 15 minutes before I actually had to be up because it took me forever. What are you doing in there? You're nodding. You're doing something on the computer. I feel like you're about to drop some type of audio on me. Yes, you're fiddling no, not, in there with not, the computer. Not this
4: time. Not this time. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, Penny was uh, was snoring super loudly, and I was jealous. You know it's football season when I'm jealous of the dog and how much she gets to sleep. (laughs) So find me on Twitter or on Facebook, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. If you haven't yet voted for the Miserable Morbid Monday and uh, those teams that should be feeling more miserable and morbid on Monday, uh, then I guess not morbid. That would be kind of – that's a little bit extreme. That's a little dramatic, mortified would is the word that we use morbid i know though sometimes we get so uh we get so attached to our team and so emotional about our teams that we can feel morbid on a monday after our team stink
4: morbid still works <laughs> morbid
1: does work so we're gonna we're gonna wrap up week four like i said we've got monday night football We've got the injury updates, and speaking of morbid, uh, we've got some of those to pass along. And then we've got actually a couple of funny moments, uh, lighter moments from the weekend that I think you'll enjoy seeing and just uh, our reactions to them. So, we'll, we'll start with football. We'll... Well, I'm trying to think of analogy, not really. We'll just start with football in our next segment. But because we are putting the puzzle pieces together for the baseball playoffs, which start when do they start? Producer Jay,
4: they start on Friday.
1: Friday, they start on Friday. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe they start. On Friday, but that is absolutely the case. So I don't even know the format. It's it's. I think it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday for wild cards. I could be wrong though. That they may make them play double headers, seven innings. I'm just. I'm totally kidding. When we go into the extra innings, do we have that ridiculous gimmicky ghost runner on second base?
4: I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm 98% like ninety-eight percent sure, ninety-five percent sure that they don't. Oh, 95%. have 95%. percent. You're hedging a, yeah, here. Hedging. I'm not hundred okay. percent.
1: But I hate that so, and it's, it's so annoying. Ridiculous! I don't really love wild card series either. I mean, I've I've been pretty vocal about the fact that I think uh, the the one and done in the wild card is more appropriate. I think it's perfect for fans because it sucks you in right away. You win or you're done. That's it. Now I know the whole it's not fair, but hey, life is not fair. And if you don't want to be in a wild card, then win your division. How about that? How about them apples? Uh, so anyway, I don't I don't love wildcard series. However, that's what we've got, so I'll enjoy it.
4: Yeah, so they all start on Friday and they'll be best of 3.
1: Best of 3. So the yeah. divisional series can't start until next week. But it's going to be a, a wild blitz for a wild card weekend. Oh, it's like the NFL. This is what they're trying to do. They're trying to create a wild card weekend like the NFL does.
4: So they're actually starting all all four of the AL and NL division series on the same date. So those will all start on October 11th.
1: Isn't that though Yeah. It's I mean, this is, this is what we sign up for in October. It is literally the busiest month of the year. Uh, most of the time, I tell my friends who work a lot that, if you work too much, you get old qu- more quickly. Uh, in fact, I was just saying that to a friend of mine a couple hours ago. Uh, and because he said he didn't have a day off until Christmas. Like, what? You're going to get really old. You know, it's going to make you older faster, right? Uh, but the thing is, in October, all bets are off. That I really don't do much in October besides I do feed myself. Eat, take care of my pets, and watch sports. That's it. That's all. I, I mean, if I can manage a few exercise, like a few... Uh, Exercise sessions here or there. But when I do yoga, this is so bad. We do yoga during October. There's no zen. I mean, I'm like, don't tell my yoga instructor, but I set up my laptop so that it's in front of the TV. So while I'm doing yoga with her on the laptop, I've got the games on behind her. Isn't that it's terrible? Stressing. Yeah, well, I can't, I, can't, I can't turn it off. No, <laughs> I mean, she's going to do an you. evening yoga class. It's just going to have to be that way. So, yeah, she doesn't realize. She thinks I'm looking at her because the laptop is sitting in front of the TV, right? So I do everything she's telling me to do. The TV's on mute, but the, the baseball's on behind her.
4: That's getting most of the attention, now. The baseball? The baseball.
1: I mean, if I fall over in some kind of a pose and break something, well, then the answer would be yes, but... <laughs> I mean, I, I try to... Because it's good stretching. It's good flexibility training. It's good strength training. But, yeah. The the whole... And then when we're supposed to be doing our sh- our uh, last pose where we're relaxing and our eyes are closed and and we're stretched out, I'm cheating, right? I have, like, one eye open, uh, like, I'm kind of angled so I can see the TV. Closes is up. Yeah, exactly. It's terrible. I'm the worst yoga student ever, but it, I love her. She's the best. All right. So, as I say postseason picture is coming together and we had our last entrant into the bracket just a few hours ago
2: first pitch on the way and Schwarber swings hits it high and deep left field turning at the wall Mancini and it's gone <laughs> leadoff home run pitch <laughs> number one and Kyle Schwarber has put the Phillies on top it's one to nothing swung on and hit high and deep right field if it's fair it has gone it it's and gone it is gone Woo! <laughs> Woo! Schwarber with his second of the night. Dubon waiting on the 12th pitch. And here it is. Swung on, popped up, shallow center, coming on Marsh on the run. He- and the Phillies, for the first time in 11 years, will head back to the postseason. Oh. They stream out of the dugout and celebrate at the pitcher's mound as the Phillies have rallied from their slow start and they have taken the final spot in the National League playoffs. This is why we play. It's why we play. Um, yeah, a lot of blood, a lot of sweat, a lot of tears. It's a great group. Guys. It's a great group. It's a great group. I'm just excited. I, I don't even know what to say. What a group of guys. What a group of coaches, all of the staff. The whole traveling party, all of the media guys, it's a group effort. Um, without anybody that's here right now, we don't get here. So it's a beautiful
4: thing. This is the plan, right? This is the goal to do this, but this is step one as well. And we all know that, but we're going to enjoy this. We're going to have fun. Um, and I'm just so happy to do it as a Philadelphia Philly. I'm so excited to be here. I got chills thinking about it. This is for the city. This is for the fans. And I hope we get back and get there and, and play in front of them.
1: Bryce Harper on making the postseason with his second team. Remember, he missed a good chunk of time. Uh, It was broken wrist. Is that what it was this year? He got hit on the wrist by a pitch. Uh, But he's back and a big part of the Phillies' final push to grab that third National League wild card. And before that, JT Realmuto. You can hear the emotion in his voice on NBC Sports Philly and then Scott Franski on Phillies radio with not just the Kyle Schwarber home runs. I guess that's saying something. First pitch. Ball is gone. (laughs) You think they want to make the playoffs? Okay, first pitch, Schwarber with a Schwarbomb. and he has two of them. And Aaron Nola actually took a perfect game into the seventh inning of this one. And so they were all on board. They were all about wrapping it up tonight. One of the things that Scott Franski said is after the slow start, well, you remember, they fired Joe Girardi when they were seven games below 500. So they were 22-29, and 29 and they fired their manager. And while I don't necessarily think it's always the manager's fault, sometimes there is uh, a fresh voice required, a fresh perspective. Uh, and sometimes guys just tune out a manager or a coach. Is that on them? Sure. Um, but sometimes the chemistry and the, co- the connection, the communication – the, the, it just doesn't work. Uh, and so with Joe Girardi, it didn't really work there, at least not the way that they wanted it to. And so the Phillies make up the full bracket now in the National League, in the American League. Uh, we've got some fun teams to root for. If you do not have a team, but you want to be engaged in the baseball postseason, well, there are some teams that haven't been there in a decade or So we're going to catch you up on everything that's going on in Major League Baseball and get you set because Friday is the start of the playoffs. (laughs) That's crazy. So we're going to get to football next, though, and we'll circle around. The cool thing about this show is we have a chance to catch up. It's our Monday leftovers, so we're running it back, baby. Weekend is now firmly in the rearview mirror. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS (laughs)
0: so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Sports Radio.
2: You are listening to the After Hours Podcast.
0: Now one tight end move, there's the snap, and the pitch out goes to Wilson up the middle the 30. Broker tackle on the 25, 20, 15, 10, 5 on the numbers, into the end zone. They chase him in there for a touchdown. Jeff Wilson, the running back for San
3: Francisco, has just bolted downfield 32 yards to put
0: the Niners on top late in the first quarter against the defending Super Bowl champions.
3: Aaron Donald lining up at three technique. Next, the outside shoulder of Aaron Banks and the Kivitz's side. Jim throws. It is caught by Debo Samuel. Breaks a tackle. 40. Debo 35-30. 25-20. Breaks another tackle. 15-10. 5. Touchdown San
2: Francisco.
3: Off the field, on the money,
2: and after hours, it's time to talk football with Amy Lawrence.
1: We've got both Kevin Harlan on Westwood One as well as Greg Papa on Niners Radio at 2.00. Massive chunk plays that broke the back of the the uh, excuse me the L A defense, and one of them coming on the ground uh, with Jeff Wilson, who runs through the defense in the middle of the field completely untouched. The blocks were so good, and the safety was out of position. Uh, and to see him knife his way through the first level and the second level of defense all the way to the end zone without getting touched was pretty astonishing. It was almost like he was wearing a red jersey. Oh, wait, he was. But, like, the kind of red jersey that <laughs> that quarterbacks nice. wear in practice and he's not supposed to be touched. Uh, and then Debo Samuel uh, from – well, and that was nearly a pick, actually. Uh, but the way that he ducks underneath, uh, you know, like, gets the – actually, the way that the – was it Jalen Ramsey who was in front of him and Debo Samuel jumped up over top of him to snag the football – because um, it was it was nearly going to be an interception, and then Debo reverses course and gets across the field, and just impossible to bring him down. When you have Jerry Rice pointing at you and uh, giving you props, well, then you know it was an impressive play. Yes, not a whole lot that Debo Samuel does is boring. So the offense was there. They did have a missed field goal in the.
0: Two receivers left and two right. He gets the shotgun snap. He's got time. He throws a pass. It's picked up. Funga at the 50. Sideline 40. Foot race 30.
2: Sideline 20. 10-5. Touchdown. It's
3: a pick six of Stafford. San Francisco has scored.
2: Stafford steps up in the pocket.
3: Oh! Every time got him
2: from behind. The <laughs> ball came out. Fumble, Lenore, dive on the ball. His arm may have been coming forward for an incomplete pass, but picked the ball up anyway. I think 49ers got the football. Well, Lenore's got the they ball got there. They've recovered it. Now, let's see where Stafford's arm was on when Kam got him.
1: So, after a misfield goal, the Niners' defense makes the whole thing irrelevant with back-to-back takeaways on fourth quarter possessions so yes the Niners are 7-0 and versus the Rams since 2019 in the regular season you have to add that caveat but it is a division victory and for that it has value
2: it was really cool to see because I thought we had a chance to run away with it um, you know especially after Georgia's touchdown and then for that to get returned and then the next time down there um, thinking we we're going to get that field goal and come up short on that. Um, but then Huffkin, that pick six, um, got us right back at us. So it was cool to not play perfect, but um, to overcome a lot of things and have a good big victor. Each game's different. And that was a big one, obviously. Um, still counts the same, but anytime you win one in your division, um, and coming off how we were last week, um, we needed to play good. And um, I thought we did. Not perfect at all, but um, definitely played better.
4: It's always nice to beat these guys' division game and, just, uh, I don't know, every time we play the Rams, it's a dogfight. It always is and always usually comes down to, you know, the last couple minutes. And I think Huff made a huge play for us at the end there to kind of seal it for us. When you go through a tough week like that, it makes for, you know, makes this feel a lot better at the end. So we've been in this situation before, you know, just uh, there's it's a roller coaster this season. And you just got to ride the highs and lows and kind of stay right in the middle as much as you can. And, you know, that's how that's how you get success in the end.
1: Jimmy Garoppolo, 16 of 27 in this one for 239 yards and a touchdown. He was not sacked. And honestly, it looks like he's throwing the ball really well. Seems like he's on target for the most part. He's got zip on the ball, but he keeps answering questions about how his shoulder is holding up.
4: I think every week I'll just keep feeling better and better. You know, the shoulders just, uh, it's tough during the season to to get it right, but it's, uh, you know, we got a long season ahead of us. So hopefully every week it'll get better and better.
1: I wonder if there was any chatter because there certainly was some extracurricular activity there on the field. But I wonder if there was any chatter about, hey, you beat us in the regular season, but uh, who went to the Super Bowl and, and where was that game? I don't know. I'm not great at smack talk. Uh, I wasn't really a smack talker myself, but you can be sure the Niners haven't forgotten what happened last January.
4: We knew we fell short last year. Um and we got a stack wins. Uh, one of the things we was focused on all week long was getting back to uh, moving the ball, running the ball, and converting on third down. And we was flying on all cylinders today. Um, defense left three picks out there. Uh, you see me get Fred a hard time by the one he just dropped. And uh, special teams <laughs> did a good job, too.
1: That's Debo, who's giving his defense a hard time for not having extra interceptions. Six catches for him, 115 yards, and a score. Uh, I did not actually check if my fantasy football opponent had anyone playing tonight. Um, I was up by 15 points. I didn't want it to ruin my entire evening, so I decided I would not check. But if she had Debo or if she had Cooper Cup, 14 catches, 122 yards, even Tyler Higby uh, or one of these quarterbacks, I may have been sunk. Uh, Matthew Stafford sacked Speaking of sunk, sacked seven times and hit another 11 times. And so this one was painful in more ways than one. If you're Stafford, he also throws a pick six.
2: We knew it was going to be a, a battle. Um, you know, we weren't we weren't good enough. You know, myself, and you know, first and foremost in the red zone, had some opportunities to put some points up and, and didn't uh, didn't get touchdowns there. And that's, you know, probably the difference in the game. You know, we can execute better, um, whether it's throwing a catch in or, or just assignment-wise. So, um, A lot to clean up, proud of the way we fought, Um, give them a lot of credit. It's a good football team. But uh, like you said, one possession game, you know, we make a critical error there and they they capitalize on it, and and that was that.
3: The story of the night from an offensive perspective was, you know, self-inflicted wounds, um, you know, just above-the-neck errors where we're not doing the things that we're capable of, and I expect us to, to be better than that. Uh, defensively I know that uh, we continue to battle we gave ourselves a chance we can tackle better you credit them for making the plays and thought special teams hung tough but but overall we didn't do enough to be able to win the football game got a short week Um, all we can do is be able to respond but but it wasn't good enough and um, you know we're gonna move forward accordingly
1: above the neck errors as opposed to just mental errors or I guess some people would say brain farts above the neck errors. I like that from Sean McVay. San Francisco allows just 257 yards total to the Rams. This is a fairly prolific offense, or it was. Uh, Allen Robinson is not seeing the football much. He's, isn't he supposed to be the guy who steps in to grab those yards that Odell Beckham Jr. had, maybe? I'm not sure. Uh, it's not working out that way. And the Rams were over 3 in the red zone. Uh, so this was, a, this was a game in which... Even if you are watching it, you got kind of like one of the Peyton. I called it a punt fest uh, late in the first half. You got kind of bogged down. Uh, there were certainly some fireworks in the second half, and I would say a convincing win by the Niners as well, in large part due to that defense. Uh, Nick Bosa with a couple more sacks. He loves facing Matthew Stafford and the Rams. All right, so week four is in the books. You can find us on Twitter, ALOL Radio, or After Hours CBS if you want to vote for our Monday mortification poll. Uh, It almost sounds like... Well, never mind. It doesn't matter. That's just just vote. okay? and also on our Facebook page, too, because we're now a month into the regular season. That's crazy.
0: You are listening to the After Hours podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You've earned this
3: rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
1: Listen to every MLB game live. And the deep left
3: center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. De La Cruz reaches out, pokes into the right center. Going to get down for a base hit. That's going to roll toward the wall, cut off by Harris. De La Cruz digging for second, and he's in there standing up. An RBI double birdies in, and it's one nothing Marlins. 2-2 to De La Cruz is in the air. Right center, sending Harris back onto the track at the wall. Jumps, can't get it. It's a two-run homer for Brian De La Cruz to make it 4-0 Marlins in the third. Well, he just missed down the left field line on the first pitch of the at-bat. Didn't miss that time out to right center. 1-0 pitch. Hard hit ball to right field, going over to his right. Garcia, he'll run it down on the warning track, and that ends the ball game. Marlin shut out the Braves 4-0. Leave the entire traveling party sleepwalking into today's events. They'll look to get some rest tonight. To win a division with a win tomorrow, but tonight goes to the Marlins by a final score of four to nothing. This is After Hours with Amy
4: Lawrence.
1: On Braves Radio and Marlins Radio. At least for now, it's been postponed, the clinching of the NL East, right? So, the, the Braves are in prime position. They just need one more win uh, with the Mets getting rained out, actually, on Monday because they're back at City Field. Uh, the Braves on the road at Miami and that celebration has been delayed but they put themselves in prime position uh with the sweep of the Mets over the weekend and now that magic number is teeny tiny just won't happen on Monday
2: it's, it's kind of a big deal we want to win but you know it is it's it's I said it's hard you can't just go out and win a baseball game you know it's, it's hard there's a lot of a lot of moving parts in it and um you know it's hard. To win a game, so we'll go come back out and give her hell tomorrow, and you know, see if we can't do it again.
1: All of the baseball postseason berths—it's hard to pluralize that word—all of the baseball postseason bids have been accounted for. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We know in the National League, the East Division title is still not set, but the Braves sitting at 100 wins, the Mets. At 98 wins and a game and a half back, Braves are in the driver's seat. But Braves and Mets are both into the playoffs, as are the Phillies. Congratulations to the Phillies locking up one of the NL Wild Cards' first playoff spot for the Phillies in a full decade. In the NL Central, it's only the Cardinals who win the division. It's kind of stunning what happened to the Brewers, the way they fell off in the last month to six weeks. And then in the National League West, the Dodgers now sitting on 110 wins. They've actually dropped their last two games. Uh, And so they've already set a franchise record in terms of single-season victories, Uh, but they've stalled as we head toward the postseason They are 60 games above 500. That's obscene. And the Padres also make the playoffs as well as one of the wild cards. But the team that does not win the NL East will end up with the number one wild card by far. Far and away, either the Braves or the Mets will be the top wild card. Although it doesn't really guarantee you much except for getting a chance to host. But... That's how it goes is if you don't win your division, you're going to have to go through this wild card gauntlet first. In the American League, it's the Yankees, obviously, in the American League East Division that clinched that division title a couple weeks ago or last week. Shoot, there's so many Aaron Judge at bats in this Aaron Judge watch that now the... What that team has done is actually uh, become secondary. Shouldn't be that way. Both the Blue Jays and the Rays have locked up wild cards. The Guardians, youngest team in Major League Baseball, on 90 wins. They clinch that Central Division crown. The Astros have the best record in the AL. They, as well as the Mariners, have made it to the playoffs. And we're going to let you hear the Mariners' final call coming up next hour, not to mention their reaction, because it's been 21 years since Seattle last tasted October baseball that mattered. This is so amazing. I'm so excited for the Mariners, as well as for the Phillies fans. Um, And so it's always fun to root for fresh blood. If you need a team to root for, we've got, opportunities for you uh, to to sink your teeth into the playoffs, even if your team didn't make it. I was just thinking about, how football and, and baseball kind of blend together in a big blur in October. Uh, and f- football is different, right? It's it's not moving constantly, but it is much more fast-paced, and it does move along. One of the commitments of this particular commissioner, Roger Goodell, is that he does not want games that go too much longer than three hours. They really do want to stick to that three-hour average time of game. We're in Major League Baseball in the playoffs. Everything slows down. Now, I'm not telling you it isn't interesting or compelling or entertaining. It could certainly be dramatic, but you have to make the investment in the baseball postseason when you think about the number of pitching changes and not just pitching changes for the sake of, hey, we're pulling our starter, but pitching changes for the sake of, Well, it's situational. We want this guy versus this hitter. Uh, And the number of pitching changes we get in the playoffs, too, can be, I know it can be overwhelming and uh, really baseball can be overbearing at times in October, but I'm excited about some of the storylines. And that's what keeps me invested Not to mention it's my job. Uh, But what keeps me invested is the fact that there are some really cool stories. For instance, uh, the Braves last year, right? And the fact that they hadn't won a World Series since the mid-90s. But also that Brian Snitker had never won a ring. And he'd been in baseball for decades. So there's always those really cool stories and moments and sentimental favorites. and So we'll do a lot more with baseball. Albert Pujols continuing uh, to tear it up right now when it comes to home runs as well, and if you missed it, the Cardinals had a real special ceremony and had come up with something really cool for the triumvirate Pujols, Yadier Molina, and Adam Wainwright, who... Doesn't sound like he's ready to retire. So we're not quite there. They're not all three riding off into the sunset together. They definitely have playoff games, and they will host a wild-card series as the winner of the NL Central. Um, But for now, to be able to honor them when... I don't want to say they're not playing for anything, but when there wasn't anything on the line over the weekend in their final regular season series at Bush stadium, it's pretty amazing. Uh, the emotion and the electricity at the stadium, but also uh, the celebration of the careers of Albert and Yadier Molina specifically. You can find me on Twitter, ALaw Radio, also on our Facebook page, after Hours with Amy Lawrence. I understand we had our Chicago affiliate with us on Sunday night into Monday. I don't know if that's the case tonight, but it was kind of fun because I heard from a bunch of listeners on our Chicago affiliate AM670, The Score. I know every now and then there are other affiliates who join in and, and maybe don't have the show a lot of the time. So it's always cool to connect with people who either haven't heard After Hours in. A while or we're hearing it for the first time and that seems to happen a lot more during football season and during the fall let's check in with bear who's in detroit you got a couple of minutes before we hit the top of the hour welcome to after hours amy
3: hi i haven't talked to you forever how you doing bless your heart
1: uh, I'm, I'm doing well I, thank you
3: oh my god the, i forgot to ask tell your producer there is some uh, i'm I, i'm not a lions fan i'm i'm, I'm a red Wings fan but you know i'm, I'm all the other pisses but not not a lions fan i told local says i said Don't do the money line. Everybody says, oh, Seattle stinks. They're going to lose. They're going to lose. And, you know, I said, all you got to do is listen to the last six or seven minutes of the game, and they'll tell the lion's tale. And I swear to God, Amy, I turned on the radio exactly when that, 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 uh, the, 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 the the flag, I'm sorry, the, the, the time clock fiasco hit. And Seattle scored that touchdown. I was so mad at myself because I was so prophetic. I, I feel bad. It's all my fault. You know what I'm saying? i don't I don't think you have anything to do with it. I hate to hurt your feelings, but you've got nothing to do with it I couldn't believe that i, I but that's exactly I turned the radio exactly when that when that happened but um but well well detroit the, the Tigers beat Seattle tonight you know the Seattle didn't try to beat us two two nights in a row. well you know we had we had to try you know just put a little stop sign on that oh. but um but it was, oh by the way and 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 this this line span they uh, this this veteran. He is a season ticket holder for like I lost I 34, 45 years, and they and they honored him. Can you imagine being a season ticket holder for Lions for like 45 years and they ironed him? I said, bless his heart, and then some. And that's another thing. I, I wish I knew
1: his name. But, I wonder um, if he went to all the games, or if he sold the tickets, or gave them away, maybe.
3: Well, I don't know, but I was like, <laughs> holy cow! But can you imagine being a, a, a Lions? you know uh, season ticket holder for all those years
1: a glutton and, for uh, punishment really well
3: bless his heart i yeah. mean you know they they owe him a steak dinner with all the trimmings
1: at least he so, always gets hairy. to go on thanksgiving to to you you. that's kind of fun you get to go on thanksgiving that's sweet
3: <laughs> it was <laughs> good to talk to you though i mean uh, i you just too, want to so. say hello and, and say hi
1: all right hello to you i love that you started though with i'm not a lions fan I'm Just not. to clarify. I mean every, that.
3: every other 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 teams like the Pistons, the Lions, I mean, uh-huh. I'm sorry, the Pistons, the Tigers, and the Red Wings. Yeah. And the Red Wings, I hope they stay on the plus side of the differential this year. That's all I'm gonna say. But we'll see, you know. But um anyway. <laughs> all right, right. We'll talk about right the now wings they're later not. On. I'll call right. you back.
1: Oh, okay, great. Right now they're not actually uh plus differential. I think we used the stat late on our Sunday night into Monday morning show. Uh no team has ever given up. And scored 281 points at this juncture in the season, except for the Lions. It's the first time it's ever happened in NFL history. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.